0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Authenticity, balance, and a little moxie. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris.
1: Hey, 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 welcome, welcome to the Morris Code, I'm your host Dr. Juanita Morris and along with me in this journey, yeah <laughs> please, <laughs> along with me in this journey and in life's journey is Dr. JK, what's up?
0: What's going on? I got a live mic.
1: Clearly, <laughs> you haven't been in in a super long time. I We're-
0: know, this is so amazing, it's so good to be back. Is it? Back in the studio, Yeah. yeah, with you.
1: W- yes. Absolutely. Uh, with who else? And Dom. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you and Dom, yeah, it's good to be back.
1: Yeah, it's good to have you back. Yeah. It's- it's been a minute.
0: Yeah, well you have, you know, replaced me last week. Did I? I think so.
1: You've been unavailable.
0: I think you're well, I'm always available.
1: <laughs> you have been I'm unavailable. Always available. Yeah. I might not be here.
0: Present. But I'm <laughs>
1: always available. So listen, we got a short show tonight. Uh so <laughs> you come back in when it's a half a show. <laughs>
0: see how see how the talent does <laughs> <you>?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to work with Joe's schedule. My schedule.
0: Yeah. That's
1: okay. Uh, so we're jumping right in because we will get out of here in about 30 minutes because a ball game is airing. Is that right, Dom? I think that's- that is correct. The yeah, Cardinals and the Orioles. All right. What time does it start? Uh, it starts at 535. So let's start with um, our prayers and um, sincere prayers to the families who were affected by the um, the the, the medical incident at ADM mm-hmm. this past week. So our prayers definitely go Absolutely. out to Unity. community. Um, And we wish that everyone is well and and home and whole as soon and as expeditiously as possible.
0: Get healthy as soon as possible.
1: As soon as possible. And then I just wanted to give a a quick note, Don. we see you. I see you on Facebook doing the thing. Um, You and your team, whether it's you and Dewan or you and your sidekick, Trey, like you all are doing amazing work. And I am always happy, and it makes my heart warm to see you and young people surrounded by good people. Thank you. we really appreciate that. yeah. Uh, y'all y'all are doing an amazing job. and I, I think that, um, folks oftentimes think that I work with kids, <laughs> but I, I really don't. They don't ever see me with kids. And so I love when I see you as probably the smallest surrounded by all of these young men and young women. And so keep uh, keep at it.
0: Thank you. It was a special
1: weekend for sure, you
0: know, being able to uh, coach football and then go to the sweet shop that just opened up in Mount Zion. And then to support one of our fellow Walk It Like We Talk It leaders and Olivia Thomas and and her family so it was just a special weekend for for all of us and I think the
1: boys in the program they really enjoyed it and seeing uh Miss Thomas at doing what she loves. And I think that it's so important that they see us and we see one another in so many different lights. Like we always have this assumption that we are one thing mm-hmm. and we are really more than that. And so for them to be able to experience something with somebody that they trust mm-hmm. in a safe environment, um, that is what this is all about, how we establish connection and create a sense of belonging. Right.
0: As we engage and we uh, in our community and we continue to build those, those things that are important to us and are important to our community, we have to make sure that we are noticing people in and and letting them know that we see what they're doing and how they're moving across this community to do good
1: work. Yeah, keep rocking. We're always here. Rocking and rolling. Yeah, um, we were supposed to have Ricky Parker on from the... Shoot, the Children's Museum. One of my
0: favorite people in Decatur. Is it? Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) By far. By far, yeah. Um, Ricky will be, has been rescheduled because we didn't want to cut her short because the show is short. So she will be with us on August 4th. Ricky um, has a lot going Wednesday, August 4th. Why are you frowning, babe? Because it's September. Yeah, I was just telling folks when she was coming. Wednesday? Yeah, it'll be Wednesday. August? I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why are you frowning? <laughs> I mean, you could have just told her she made a mistake. <laughs> just gone straight to it. Yeah. Went, made her guess like, oh. like, why are you frowning? <laughs> <laughs> I am aging backwards. You know, I turned 50 this month. So everything goes backwards. Mm-hmm, okay. All right. I was so just curious it if won't we be... were going back in time. <laughs> yes, we are. It's like Benjaminetta button. <laughs> So it won't be Wednesday, August 4th. It will be October. Okay. August 4th. That's much better. You insist. (laughs) I was like, I don't really understand. Why why are you you frowning? (laughs) August. You heard what I said on right. Wednesday, August Fourth. I
0: mean, it, it, it is possible. <laughs> it is absolutely possible.
1: So my bad. Listen, Ricky will be with us on October 4th, which I'm assuming is a Wednesday until we look at the calendar and recognize that it's a Tuesday. But right now she's scheduled. Uh, she has some amazing things going on at the Children's Museum and we want to share. Um, I just saw a quick note about a new water table feature. So hopefully it'll be up and running and... Um, Uh, ready for display for all of the folks who attend Children's Museum soon.
0: I remember she she tackled Jay on uh, social media yesterday. She did.
1: Follow them on social media. They're kind of funny. Poor Jay. uh, Our kid number two was cracking up when she saw... Oh my God, uh, so funny. We were like, what are you laughing at? So we snatched the phone and and watched our Instagram post. So we will see uh, Ricky on um, October 4th, not August 4th. Um, I want to double back on every Monday morning at seven 40, I'm on buyers and company. And it is such an amazing opportunity. And I think I've been at it maybe for a little longer than a year now. And this past Monday, um, Monday of this week. I'm not gonna say the date because I'm definitely gonna say August for some reason. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we had a fairly candid, uh, transparent, and authentic conversation. Very much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryant brought up the like uh, an article that he read. He reads a good bit over the weekend and he prepares like in detail for a three-hour show every day. But he brought up. Um, an article or some research that he had read that talked about the 10 cities in America that maybe has like the highest crime rate per capita. Yeah. And from there, um, um, we had a discussion about kind of what that was and what that looks like and how it applies not only to our community, but also how it is heavy with uh, different political perspective. Now, I want this was the first time for me that I had been on and I received by the time I had made it to the car, I had two calls. I think I had two or three texts. I had some emails and some telephone conversations about he and I's kind of exchange and conversation on Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. And so I really want you to go back and check out the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you missed that, that show and let us know what, what, what you think mm-hmm. we, we, I think, I thought it was fair. Now I'm going to be very very honest. Um, I was sleepy when I first started the conversation. Wouldn't have been
0: able to tell
1: uh, at all. At the beginning. No,
0: not at all. I um, wouldn't wouldn't able wouldn't be able to tell that you were sleepy. Just
1: took me a minute to get warmed
0: up. Yep, you got warm. <laughs> So you, by the time you, you were on fire, uh, by the time uh, the conversation ended, and he asked you to stay on for a little while longer, which was really, really good. Yeah. It's a great conversation between the two of you. You think? Oh, absolutely.
1: Because I remember you texting me before we went to conversation. Like, was okay. Like, okay. <laughs> the bus is rolling.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So... I think that uh, it definitely was worth um, having. I think that we have definitely different perspectives and we acknowledge and own our perspectives. But I also think the ability to create a safe space in order to have conversations about um, culture and crime and politics and all of these things that folks tell you not to talk about. One of the ways we're going to advance our community Mm Is to literally start having those conversations. What do you think? Huh? I think
0: that um, they're not even easy conversations to have, but they are necessary. And once we start having those conversations, we can kind of open up about exactly what it is we're thinking in a safe space where people can can say what's need what needs to be said and not have to be able to sugarcoat or or uh, philosophize about kind of yeah. our feelings or whatever that is. Yeah. So I think it was a great conversation between the two of you. And and, and it, it it hits hard in terms of kind of why we are where we are right now as a community.
1: And I'll say that it wasn't planned, nor was it scripted. Um, so it, for me, was very authentic. authentic. Mm-hmm. And you can find that podcast on NowDecator.com. But check out the podcast from this Monday, this past previous Monday's um, conversation on buyers and co., with Brian and I, it's worth a listen. And if you have any comments, uh, just go ahead, keep them. <laughs> <laughs> keep them to yourself. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm just sure people will have
0: comments about you know the 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 topics that you all discussed, and um, yeah, I, you know, people have comments and people have you know yeah. concerns, and 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 that's that's just life. People are gonna know what they want and and. Feel free to express that. And I don't think that that's a, a bad thing. I just think it's a thing.
1: It is. It yeah. definitely is a thing. Part of that conversation, we um, brought up an article that was written by uh, that was written about our community and Howard Buffett. And I am quoted in that article Um and so I will talk about that an, another day and another time because I do have some thoughts about it that I would love to share, mm-hmm. um, but not today because we we have a, a shortened show. But it is, uh, yeah, I, I I got some some especially because I was quoted in the article. Well, I
0: understand when I get when I get my millions. Don't don't <laughs> don't, don't don't tell me where to spend my money. I- <laughs>
1: And on that note, <laughs> we are going to keep on moving cuz ping and ping, if we're being real authentic, it's always interesting to me why we are offended by how folks spend their money. Uh, it's my money. Right.
0: <laughs> you spend your money how you want to spend your money.
1: However, however. <laughs> however I'll you spend my you. money how I want
0: to spend my money.
1: And then there's that. We will start having a um, rock and rolling, baby. <laughs> Um, uh, we will start having a session and a segment on the show called college bound. We have a high school senior this year and we are starting to work through the process of, um, our kid, number one, transitioning from high school into college. If that's what he so chooses to do in daddy in his eyes again, like <laughs> <laughs>
0: sometimes the parents have to make the choice. I, I agree. Yeah. 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 And sometimes the choice is not the same choice that the child would want.
1: Keep on talking. So, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's good.
0: I, I said, "What to say it? Give me anime. I, <laughs> Eat the cake." <laughs> um, you, we just have to take a, a more active stance in the futures for our kids. And yeah. if, if we don't do that, that uh, leads them uh, has the potential to lead them around uh, down the wrong path and give them a sense of you know a, this is my decision. It's not your decision. It's a $100,000 decision. I'm not going to allow a 16-, 17-, 18-year-old to do that.
1: And so we talked a lot about um, college and college debt. We aired the, the show, Borrowed Futures. Um, I sat through um, a, a show that was really talking about student loan and student loan debt because now it's been in on pause for the past two or three years since the, the pandemic, but now those payments are coming back. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes... Higher ed gets a bad rap because of student loans. But I think what happens is we also allow, which Mm -hmm. gets back at what you were saying, a teenager, 16, 17 year old, to make a decision that can make or break them long term.
0: Absolutely. If you can, if you don't or won't allow a teenager to make, to go out and buy a $100,000, $200,000 home, why would you ask them to do the same thing with their education and their lives?
1: And so we're going to start to have some conversations about what it means to be college bound and how do we because we have a responsibility, which is kind of what um, Brian and I talked about earlier this week. For those of us who know different, we have a responsibility and an obligation to share different. Now, mm-hmm. the decision ultimately is the parents, but I think that sometimes we have to be in positions to to support our community in the best way and add value in the ways that we've been given. Right. And so for me, that that terminal degree, mm-hmm. that doctorate of philosophy is mm-hmm. in higher ed administration, mm-hmm. covered and studied <clears throat> every public higher education institution in this country for a 28 year period of time and <clears throat> in-state tax appropriations, how are they funded, what happens during economic recessions, and the cost of college is continuing to increase. But if you look at the information, it has always been intended to continue to increase. So now why do we allow folks to make that decision? Yeah, that's
0: a great great question. My wife is so super smart, people.
1: Listen, you're listening (laughs) to The Morris Code on WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM is streaming live on com. We'll be right back. Only commercial we'll have. This is the Morris Code with your host,
0: Dr. Juanita Morris. Yeah, Man freezing full you? Oh, yeah.
1: Girl, I.
0: So need to get rid of
1: <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to the Morris Code. I'm your host, Dr. Juanita Morris, and uh, J.K. is in the studio with me. How are you doing, love? Great,
0: great, 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 great.
1: We have a shortened show, so we rocking and rolling. If you missed the first half, you missed a good, a good first half.
0: All the halves are good. Is that what it and is? The segments, the, and the, the segments. And the segments? 15-minute segments, or however many minutes we got.
1: So we got... Um, got. Got. <laughs> we have um some cool news to to share today um and what happened to it and so we i don't i don't know how to kind of to segue in but i always go back to my core with who i am what i do and what i believe and they all have to be in alignment Mm -hmm. and that's super important to me and it's kind of how I live, it helps me to, to focus and lean into that internal locus of control, Mm -hmm. which means that I am driven by those things that have been given to me internally, as opposed to all of the stuff that is outside of me. Um, If I get confused or if I'm feeling a little shaky, the, the easiest thing and the best thing for me to do is to get centered and be quiet.
0: Well, we know that that's one of the things that was brought out on in our training, uh, who Owns the Ice House? Eight Life Lessons uh, from an Unlikely Entrepreneur, the book by um, uh, Clifton Talbert and Gary Schoniger who we had here this summer. Uh, that is that is the core of kind of where we are and what we do. Uh, what drives us is not kind of what's on the outside, but what, what's on the inside of us and what controls and guides kind of what we do and how we do it.
1: And so because it's driven by the inside, sometimes when we are, whether it's under attack or in, in, in disagreement or not in flow with others, it's a little more painful for me because I know it's coming from the inside, which makes it more personal for me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to say No, that. and
0: it, sometimes what, what that internal locus of control does is that it puts us in positions and places where other people might think, well, uh, all right, are they okay are they sure kind of about what that is or what they're doing and how things are going yeah you know so sometimes you have to put well nine nine times out of ten nine times out of ten you have to put kind of what people are saying what people are thinking and what people are doing On the back burner and and move forward with what it is you've been given and what it is you've been called to do.
1: And so it goes back for me to who I am, what I believe in, what I do. And so now, now that I am more aware and more in tune to that internal locus of control, then I have a a framework. Yep, it's like something is happening outside. All the way.
0: All the way live. Right. Yeah.
1: Um. And, and, and so for the work that we do, the framework really is the five social determinants of health. And over the past couple of years, I have started to explore un, based really on that internal locus of control, this health care mm-hmm. and access to quality health care. Um, for all people, because what we know for sure, what we should understand is, is that if we're focusing on those five social determinants of health, then it really impacts the outcomes of, of our life. Mm-hmm. And go ahead.
0: You might want to tell the people what the five social determinants of health are, because that's, that's kind of like, I mean, for me, it's kind of new. It's something that we've stumbled into over the last few years. Uh, and those things are a health healthcare and access to quality healthcare access and quality, neighborhood and built environment, social and community context, economic stability, and education access and quality—that
1: drives our work. Yeah, and so we really don't do work and projects and take on activities if they are outside of those scope. Like it has to impact one of those things. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, and you can find that and in more information about the five social determinants of health really on Center for Disease Control. Um, if you want more information. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the ones that has cropped up and kind of taken hold of us and our family is healthcare. And so a few years ago, it was the development of Res CNA program. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a, uh, that was in 2021. In 2022, it was still residential CNA. But then we also started to introduce some phlebotomy. And then we moved towards in 2023, not only residential CNA, phlebotomy, as well as non-residential CNA.
0: And certified medical interpreters.
1: I totally forgot about the ozone. I know. You're the ozone. (laughs) I am definitely the ozone. Yeah. And so now we are excited to discuss CPR on the go. Um, and Dr. J.K., you are exploring <laughs> a career in healthcare. I am. Um, I am. And you've been spending some time with uh, bedside with patient care. Yes.
0: I, I am not a physician, uh, number one, <laughs> but I do pr- help provide uh, some comfort to those individuals who may be in the hospital uh, who are requiring care on a temporary basis.
1: So let's talk about CPR on the go. Okay. Yeah. Talk about Let's it. Let's hit it. Because <laughs> this is our new baby, which is really one under that access to quality health care for social determinant of health. But you are moving into this health care right. space, space.
0: And, and constantly thinking and rethinking about where it is I want to go and what it is I want to do. But right now, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that we we decided we looked at uh, a few years, maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, you might have remembered um, the football player who was on the field receiving CPR, and then there was another college student, Demar uh, Hamlin. Demar Hamlin, right? Uh, pro- professional football player, right? And um, I look at that and think about, you know, if I were there, would I have been able to assist? And that
1: is that the music. We got to go, down.
0: <laughs> so, so we've launched CPR on the go, a service that provides certification and recertification for uh, individuals in our community, healthcare providers and the general public in terms of learning CPR and being able to provide that when the need arises.
1: So check out the article and the launch for CPR on the go on nowdicator.com. Um, And if you miss any of this, you can check out the podcast on NowDecator.com. Dom said wrap it up (laughs) (laughs) and wrap it up now. And I'll talk more about CPR on the go because we are offering courses. They have been launched. You can register on Eventbrite.com. Just look for CPR um, in Decatur, Illinois.
0: Hybrid and in-person.
1: Hybrid and in-person. Love you, Dr. J.K.
0: Love you, Dr. Jack.
1: Talk to you later. Bye.